Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Behold the plight of this poor man who for many years is completely compromised and undermined by paralysis. But worse than that, since the paralysis, as we see, could have been healed, worse even than the paralysis is the isolation from other people. In this case, he was not isolated because he had done or said something that had alienated other people. His isolation was not the result of his fault, something bad in him. He was isolated because of the heartlessness, the coldness of other people. It was not his fault. It was their sin. There was no one, in spite of the fact that he had been there for many years, and surely he was seen, for heaven's sakes, he wasn't invisible. Surely people commented on the fact that they had seen this same man, and no one hearing about that in the neighborhood, or in the whole city, or even a pilgrim, said, I'll go and wait with him for a while. If the angel comes then and disturbs the surface of the water, I'll help him. What was missing, obviously, was his own mobility. But what was truly missing? What was truly missing was the charity of all the others. So whose paralysis was worse? His paralysis, which was merely physical, or their paralysis, which was spiritual. He had paralyzed legs. They had paralyzed hearts. You can go to heaven with paralyzed legs. If the gospel is true, and it is true, you cannot go there with a paralyzed heart. So who suffered worse? So the Lord came. When we are paralyzed, when no one will befriend us, who else do we have except the Savior? And he came, and there is a very brief conversation. You heard how long it was. The exchange of a few words. And the Lord healed the man of his paralysis he set him free. Now the miracle, of course, has many facets that we don't notice in the gospel. It's a big miracle just to overcome the paralysis. But do you know what happens to the bodies of men and women who are paralyzed for many years? Their muscles, their tendons, their ligaments, everything fails. And yet here this man, when he is released from his paralysis, is not left like an octopus or a squid or a fish flopping around in the bottom of the boat. 
he is able to walk, he picks up his bed, and he goes off. And it is the Sabbath day. <laughs> and so something more is revealed. And this also is a caution for you and me. Those who had not been particularly quick to rise to help that man suddenly discover that they are all sprinters and they dash off to criticize the Savior for healing on the Sabbath day. For that they have time. For that they have energy. For that they can exert themselves. Revealing the true faith, the true face and the true depth of the paralysis of that society, which was condemned in such severe terms by St. John the Baptist and by our Savior, the God-man Jesus Christ. <coughs> so it comes to pass that the indignant ones cannot rejoice as the older brother of the prodigal son cannot rejoice that someone who is in a terrible plight is retrieved from that situation. They cannot share the joy of the man set free. They can only mutter. They can only criticize. They can only judge the others. Their negativism is so pervasive that they literally make a religion of that. It is, in our terms, a sick and dysfunctional society. But see how, even in the midst of such terrible times, the Savior lives and acts and walks and does big miracles. So we must not look around ourselves and say, oh, if the times were a little better, if we had a czar somewhere, if this were changed, if that were altered, then I could be a saint. No. You remember how Dickens begins A Tale of Two Cities? It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. That's our situation. It is the best of times. We live after the incarnation of the Messiah. It is the worst of times. We live on a fallen planet. There is a tension there. Of course, the Holy Fathers who read this Gospel along with us are thinking of other ways of being paralyzed. Not the paralysis of other people, but the paralysis of ourselves. If we are not paralyzed like the paralytic at the pool of Bethesda, are we paralyzed like all those people who lived in Jerusalem around him? Do we not have some paralysis in our minds and in our hearts? Some paralysis that compromises us and makes us incapable of authentic prayer, of authentic forgiveness and repentance? My goodness, 
This is, in a certain sense, the Sunday of all of us. For truly we are paralyzed in our relationships with other people. In certain moods we want to be like this, we want to talk like that, we want to act like the other thing. But then the rubber hits the roads, we're in the midst of the situation and we erupt in ways that contradict our high ideals. So something was paralyzed in us, something wasn't working, something wasn't functioning properly. We were inattentive or we were, we were slothful or we were not taking it seriously enough. Or we were just plain cowardly in the face of some emergent passion or other. This truly is a rich Sunday for us, giving us a rich week, the week of the paralytic. You and I will be rereading this gospel, this morning's gospel, probably every day this week. Maybe we will be rereading it several times each day. And we will be meditating on it. We will be contemplating it. We will be thinking about it. If we live with other people, families, whatever, we will be talking about it with them. We will be saying, what do you think of this? What do you think of the paralytic who went back all those years? <laughs> He never gave up hope. Hope in him was not paralyzed. Other things were not paralyzed. His capacity to receive the miracle from the Savior. And so on and so forth. It's a glorious gospel that has been given to us as a gift this morning. And we must think about it. Morally, ethically, doctrinally, and in every way. Because this gospel is a goad, a spur to us. Prodding us along to pray more seriously and to interact with other people in a way that is more pleasing to Christ our Savior than pleasing to our own passing emotions and passions and moods. May God grant that this poor paralytic in Bethesda will be an icon for us not only this coming week, but for every day of our life on this earth. Amen and Amen.